Good afternoon and welcome to 1PM Weekly News, where we bring you the latest news and stories on climate change, sustainability, and a rapidly changing world. I'm your host, Shelby Hammerer. Let's get into it. On September 20th, President Biden took executive action to launch the American Climate Corps, a workforce training and service initiative. According to a White House fact sheet, in its first year, the American Climate Corps will put more than 20,000 young people on career pathways, training them in the growing fields of clean energy, conservation, and climate resilience, creating good-paying jobs, and tackling the climate crisis. The Corps' focus will be on equity and environmental justice, prioritizing communities traditionally left behind. President Biden is calling on tribal, state, and local governments, labor unions, nonprofit service allies, and the private sector, and philanthropy, to collaborate with the federal government to expand skills-based training partnerships to ensure the nation has the workforce needed to meet its climate goals. The White House has launched a new website for anyone interested in joining or supporting the American Climate Corps, www.whitehouse.gov slash climate corps. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, or NOAA, reported that, quote, the world just sweltered through its hottest August on record, the hottest in NOAA's 174-year climate record, with both hemispheres experiencing record warm seasons. Dr. Sarah Kapnick, NOAA's chief scientist, stated, quote, not only was last month the warmest August on record by quite a lot, it was also the globe's 45th consecutive August and 534th consecutive month, with temperatures above the 20th century average. Global marine heat waves and a growing El Nino are driving additional warming this year. But as long as emissions continue to drive a steady march of background warming, we expect further records to be broken in the years to come. August 2023 was the Arctic region's warmest August on record. For the fifth consecutive month, the global sea surface temperature hit a record high for the month. The Athens County Independent reported on September 7th that the Ohio Department of Natural Resources temporarily suspended operations of four fracking waste injection wells, citing imminent danger to health and the environment. According to the suspension orders, the wells were, quote, causing or likely to cause contamination of the land, surface waters, or subsurface waters, and were likely to endanger public health or safety. Reliable Enterprises Ohio owns one of the wells, K&H Partners owns the other three. The Independent also reported the applications for new Class II injection wells from both companies were denied because of the suspensions. According to the EPA, Class II wells inject fluids, primarily brines, that are brought to the surface while producing oil and gas. The EPA estimates that more than 2 billion gallons of fluids are injected in the U.S. every day. Often saltier than seawater, this brine can contain toxic metals and radioactive substances. Brines can damage the environment and public health if discharged to water or land. According to The Independent, K&H has appealed the suspension order. In a new book, Bob Goldfarb, an independent conservation journalist, writes that in the U.S. alone, a million animals are killed by cars each day. Further, says Goldfarb, creatures from antelope to salmon are losing their ability to migrate in search of food and mates. Invasive plants hitch rides and tire treads, road salt contaminates lakes and rivers, and the very noise of traffic chases songbirds from vast swaths of habitat. 
In Crossings, How Road Ecology is Shaping the Future of the Planet, Goldfarb recounts the efforts of conservationists and road ecologists around the world who are working on solutions. He describes the work of conservationists who are building bridges for California's mountain lions and tunnels for English toads, and animal rehabbers who care for Tasmania's car-orphaned wallabies. In his review of the book published in The Atlantic, Jonathan C. Slatt noted, Beyond the staggering data and constructive ideas, Crossings is an important book because it's timely. Road ecology is bleeding into the public consciousness at a moment when we can still act on its lessons. The New York Times reports that California Governor Gavin Newsom intends to sign into law his state's Senate Bill 253, the Climate Corporate Data Accountability Act. Newsom made the announcement in New York City during a Climate Week event on Sunday, September 17th. Newsom suggested, however, that his office wanted to, quote, clean up some language in the legislation before he signed it. He did not specify what language his office would possibly change. The bill references the, quote, devastating wildfires, sea level rise, drought, and other impacts associated with climate change that already threaten the health and safety of Californians. It would require that all public and private entities doing business in California with annual revenues in excess of $1 billion report all direct and indirect greenhouse gas emissions to the State Air Resources Board each year. The bill includes emissions resulting from financial institutions' portfolios. The goal of the bill is to provide the state with the data needed to hold corporate polluters accountable. The governor has until October 14th to sign the bill, veto it, or allow it to become law without his signature. Mosami announced earlier this month that it has achieved B Corp certification, making it the first cultivated meat company in the world to become a certified B Corporation. According to the Dutch company, its team created the world's first cultured meat hamburger when it introduced in London in 2013. It incorporated in 2016 and in 2021 made news when Leonardo DiCaprio joined the company as an advisor and investor. B Corp certification is bestowed by B Lab, a nonprofit that seeks to positively impact companies around the world, helping them balance profit with purpose. The certification indicates that a company is meeting high standards of verified performance, accountability, and transparency on factors that employee benefits and charitable giving to supply chain practices and input materials. Through its B Corp certification, B Lab creates standards, policies, tools, and programs intended to shift the behavior, culture, and structural underpinnings of capitalism. Mosa Meat's CEO, Martin Bosch, commented, this certification validates our commitment to sustainable practices and ethical foundations. We believe in creating real, delicious meat that positively impacts the climate and our food system, and are optimistic that these values will be shared across many stakeholders in our nascent field of cellular agriculture. And finally, the High Seas Treaty, also known as the Agreement on Biodiversity Beyond National Jurisdiction, was signed by more than 70 countries at the United Nations on September 20th. The text of the treaty was agreed upon in March and formally adopted on June 19th. It now must be ratified by 60 countries. The treaty provides for common governance of about half of the Earth's surface and 95% of the volume of its oceans to promote equity and fairness, tackle environmental degradation, fight climate change, and prevent biodiversity loss. 
Once ratified, the High Seas Treaty will allow the establishment of marine protected areas in the high seas at a global level, safeguarding the ocean from human pressures and a major contribution to reducing climate change, protecting biodiversity, and achieving the objective to protect at least 30% of the planet by 2030. The treaty thus addresses a blaring gap in ocean protection as only about 1% of the high seas is currently protected. The EU has pledged to support the treaty's implementation. Those are the latest top-line environmental stories. Please join us again next week for a new episode of 1PM Weekly News. 